You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome. Thanks for being with us for hour number two of Real Presence Live, this Monday edition of Real Presence Live. Brad Gray here. And I'm Janine Bitson, and we've had a fantastic first hour, but I'm really excited about our next guest as well. Right. Because I am so looking forward to just... Advent is on the horizon. We're less than a week away. Yeah. Right. And really? I'm just looking oh, for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Maybe two weeks, huh? Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just looking forward to having some quiet Advent time mm-hmm. to just take in the beauty of what's going to happen at Christmas and I the agree. incarnation. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to our next guest. Right. We've got Eric Sammons on the line uh, this morning to talk with us about that. Good morning to you, Eric. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for being with us this morning. I'm happy to be here. This is, I love talking about Advent. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's it's cool. Some some years I find uh, that it's it's harder for me to enter into. Um, just you know, intellectually, emotionally. I don't know. I just I, I feel more disconnected. This year, I, I'm finding that the Lord is really tuning me in. I'm getting a lot of a lot of enthusiasm about Advent and preparing for Christmas. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this. That's awesome. Yeah, and I am too. And and I I agree with you that. Some years, Advent is more difficult than others to, mm-hmm. to really dive into. Uh, so it's a real grace when, when you feel like you're, you're getting ready for it beforehand. Amen. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, all of a sudden it's halfway through Advent and you're like, I really want to have Advent. And yeah. it's like, I'm so excited <laughs> that it's a week before or two weeks, yeah. uh, you know, and it's just uh, a lot to anticipate and, right. and enjoy. So we are so excited that you're going to unpack ways that we can do that. You have a book that you've put together. Uh, can you tell us about that? Well, let's let's start off, if you don't mind, Janine. Let, have, uh, would you mind just kind of introducing yourself, Eric, and tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your wife, because you guys wrote this book together, right? That's right. So Suzanne and I, we wrote this book together. We've been married for uh, 27 years, and uh, the subject of the book, The Jesse Tree, is something we've practiced our entire uh, marriage and every Advent, and we have seven kids, ages uh, 25 down to seven, uh, which is an important point for understanding this book, because uh, we understand that uh, family devotions are not always easy. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. not always uh, something that, that is uh, ready-made, and, and it, it, does, it can be a challenge to people. Uh, so yeah, and now I'm, right now I'm uh, the editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine as well. Mm, cool. I love Crisis. That's a fantastic magazine. I, when I was at... Uh, Doing my undergrad at Franciscan University, I was in charge of the periodicals, and I would have to uh, put out the new issues. And I always loved uh, diving into crisis when it came in. So that's great. Yeah, that's great. So tell us a little bit about this, uh, the the Jesse tree, about like the importance of the genealogy of Christ as is depicted in the Gospel of Matthew. As it was starting off, you know, because this is, you know, that's kind of a context that it gives us for entering into Christmas, and and yet um, it, I've always found this to be. Uh, sort of a weird way, actually, of starting the New Testament. I mean, you're, you're, you've got this, all this narrative of the Old Testament, right? And all these things happening, and, and kings, and battles, and all that stuff. And then you enter into the King of Kings coming, and they start off with what appears to us as perhaps the most boring way imaginable of starting off the good news, right? 18 verses of just this guy begat this guy begat this guy begat this guy, right? So what's going on there as we're looking at, at Christmas? 
Well, it's funny you say it like that because if Matthew had submitted that manuscript to me for publication magazine, I would have rejected it. <laughs> because I would have been like, no, you have too boring to start. Nobody's going to stick with you and you're going to lose them. Because I would tell people, my writers, if you don't have a good first paragraph or two, you're going to lose people. And I would have told St. Matthew that. Obviously, yeah. that shows what I know. But it really is, though. And I think we naturally, I think we skip to the second chapter often. Mm-hmm. We, we just kind of skip to the genealogy and go, but there's a reason. The Holy right. Spirit had Matthew put that as the first chapter of the first book of the New Testament for a reason. Mm-hmm. What it does is it situates us in salvation history. It tells us, okay, Jesus Christ isn't some myth from long ago. He didn't appear out of nowhere either. Not just all of a sudden, like, he just showed up out of nowhere. No, he is part of a family. Mm-hmm. He is part of the family that dates all the way back to Adam, Abraham, Moses, and all that. And so that's important to know because essentially what it's doing is it's tying the New Testament into the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But the New Testament, and this is a, a heresy that's come up over and over in church history where people try to separate the new and the old, mm-hmm. to act like it's two different things, two different gods or something like that. But really, they're very much united, and that's what Matthew's telling us there, is that, okay, before we can understand what the coming of the Christ child means, we have to understand how God prepared for that mm-hmm. coming. Because if we don't know that, that genealogy, that, that the family that, that Jesus entered into was part of, we won't understand the meaning of his uh, coming, and one thing I think is interesting, you know, our, our, the Scriptures say that Jesus is like us in all things but sin. But I would say there's another way He's not like us, and that is He chose His own family. Mm-hmm. We don't get to choose our family. Sure. We're just born into it, that's who we're part of. Yeah. Well, He chose His own family. And so that makes us even more thinking, I need to understand that family. I need to understand why did He choose to enter into this family. And so that's really, that ties us in into Advent. So really, we shouldn't skip over that first chapter of of uh, Matthew, but instead we should try to understand it, and that's actually what Advent devotions are, like the Jesse are intended to do. I love that, Eric. That, I mean, that's that's a fascinating reflection that Jesus chose his own family, and honestly, if we had that option, we would all pick an all-star cast, right? We'd, we'd pick kind of the best of the best. I, I mean, I, we've had kind of a little, a mild bit of a pride, of <laughs> family pride, where we had a guy check out our, our genealogy, and trace it all the way back to Charlemagne. You know, the, my 36th great-grandfather is Charlemagne, and Henry the first, second, and third. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I got kings. Most of them are all just scoundrels. You know, they're they're. Um, right. It's cool that they're they're famous, but they're they're mostly just rotten people. <laughs> I mean, even if you've ever seen Braveheart, Longshanks, uh, the the bad evil king, he's my grandpa. Um, but <laughs> if I had the 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 ability to pick my family, you'd pick the best of the best at every generation, right? And that's not what Jesus does. I mean, there's, I, that, the reflection yeah. is just profound. And that, that is something that we have to realize, is that even Jesus' family, he's got some uh, dark sheep in there, he's got some embarrassments, and he's got uh, just a lot of people who are, I mean, they're all human like us. Right. And that is so important for us even to to realize, you know, it's like we have so many blessings within our own families and and there's it's a journey for all of us and we can learn from that history and we can grow uh from maybe what grandpa did or great grandpa or uh in in brad's case charlemagne (laughs) (laughs) you know on uh well this didn't work or this wasn't the best uh you know and and i think that that is really important that uh, we see the humanity um, and even though Christ ha- and his humanity came 
Uh, he's also divine, uh, but he never gives up on one single any of us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, Eric, how does this all relate to the Jesse tree? What is that? Okay, so the Jesse tree, it's a devotion that's intended for Advent, and it dates back to at least the Middle Ages. Uh, we, there, are, there are paintings and stained glass windows that depict the Jesse tree from the Middle Ages, and essentially what it does, it takes its name from Jesse, the father of King David. Mm. And there's a passage in the Sacred Scriptures that says, a shoot will come out of the root of Jesse. And a lot of people at the time, Isaiah made that, that prophecy, probably thought we were just thinking of David, his son. Mm-hmm. But of course, we know the real shoot that comes from the root of Jesse is Jesus Christ. And so that's where the name comes from. And essentially what it does, it goes through the family history, the genealogy of Jesus, and it, it focuses each day on one of the figures from the Old Testament, mm. for example, Abraham or Noah or Moses or David or Solomon. And then it, it reflects on that person, or maybe an event in some cases, and how did that prepare us for the coming of Jesus? So it ties it all in together. So essentially what you're doing during Advent is you're doing an overview of the Old Testament. Let's be honest, the Old Testament's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not something we can just pick up and be like, okay, I understand what's going on here. Right. Often we're like, oh my, we're just scratching our head. What the heck's going on? What the Jesse tree is, and this is typical of church devotions that develop over time. It's just a beautiful way for the average person to be able to grasp, grasp the big picture of what's going on in the Old Testament, what's going on in salvation history that prepares us for Jesus. So essentially that's what the Jesse tree is. It is it's a devotion that you do during Advent. Each day you reflect on a specific person or event from the Old Testament, and you specifically reflect on how did that prepare the world for the coming of the Christ child. Mm, I love that. I, mm-hmm. I have to say, you know, as a kid growing up, I, I remember hearing at one point that you know everyone should read the Bible at some point in their life. And so I, I decided to sit down and start reading through the Bible. And, you know, of course, probably got stopped at Leviticus, like most people. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I remember, um, you know, learning stories from the Old Testament about David and Moses and Abraham and, you know, prophets and, and things like that. And thinking, wow, these are really interesting stories, but I don't see how they're in any way related to me. Like, I, I felt like I was reading someone else's family history, and I'm supposed to pretend that it's mine. You know what I mean? And so I think that there's you know, what you're sharing is so important because unless we know what Jesus is the fulfillment of, you don't really understand who Jesus is and, and how this really is my family history. This is, this is the story, the legacy of how God has worked from the dawn of time, from the, the original sin up to, to the present and all the way to the end of the world to bring me back to Him, right? It really is such a beautiful thing. Like, I, I make the joke that some people, you know, you see on the Internet the memes of the conspiracy theorist with the crazy guy, and he's got behind him all these connections between all these different theories, stuff like that. And I feel like that that's really almost what the, the Old Testament is. It's mm. God's great conspiracy to save us. Mm. And so there's all these connections that we often miss. We don't realize how Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac is related to Jesus and his sacrifice and how Moses and... And, and the, the parting of the Red Sea is related to baptism, all these different connections. It's like God just planned everything out, every little detail, and just for one reason, to save us. And that's just such a beautiful thing, the work He did to, to bring about our salvation. And so that's really what we're trying to bring out in the Jesse Tree and in Advent. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, it's so fantastic. You know, we're going to have to take a quick break here. But on the other side of the break, we're going to talk more with Eric Simmons about his book, The Jesse Tree, an Advent devotion, which I think I got to go find after we get out of the studio because it, it just looks fantastic. So we'll be right back on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The best year-end giving plans make a difference in the lives of others and can improve your own financial and or tax situation. Perhaps an immediate gift or a gift from your IRA, or a gift of appreciated stock may be in order as we approach the end of the year. Nonetheless, at the end of the day, we are all called to be good stewards of our blessings. This is Mike Kitrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. Together, let's make a difference. Please call me at 701-290-4503. The, the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and... and uh, had an interview with you, and and so that was my first introduction to the real presence. It's been it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because you know one of the the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio from the first day has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Real Presence Live. We are talking with Jesse, uh, Jesse, Eric Sammons about the Jesse tree. Yeah. <laughs> I guess now we've just uh, renamed you, Eric. I hope you don't mind. Um, That's okay. <laughs> but we, uh, we've been talking this this first segment. We were talking about like the, the, the Old Testament history, what the Jesse tree practice is all about, how it goes. This has been a practice for centuries uh, during the Advent season of, of, of planting us firmly in the Old Testament so that we can understand what Jesus comes in fulfillment of. Um, and and this is rich and this is powerful, but it's, I, as a parent, I could still be um, kind of flummoxed as to, like, well, how do I bring that into my family? You know, Eric, I've got a family very similar to yours, seven kids, ages 25 down to four, so uh, we've, we're a little bit further behind in that last uh, category. But, uh, <laughs> but this is, I mean, uh, it's something where, like, as a dad, it's like, well, I, I, I love this, I... Um, 
I rejoice in God's work throughout salvation history. How do I pass that on to my kids? How do I implant that in my family life? You've written a book for precisely that purpose, right? That's absolutely right. And it, it really it evolves out of our, the practice in our own family. So when I, I grew up Protestant and I converted a couple years before I got married, and when I got married, I'd never heard of the Jesse tree. And actually a lot of Creole Catholics haven't even heard about it, but definitely most Protestants haven't. And so uh, when I got married, though, for our first advent, my wife was like, okay, we're going to do the Jesse tree. I'm like, what's that? Mm-hmm. And so basically she, she had gotten some, or, and the Jesse tree, the whole devotion includes the scripture reading, reflection, but also has ornaments. And each day, the ornament is a symbol of hmm. the figure that you're talking about that day. So, for example, for Jacob, it might be a ladder, and for Noah, it might be an ark, and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so we got these—I uh, think her sister made these uh, ornaments for us. We had a little felt banner that was our tree, and we started doing it. And we found a book uh, that was written in, like, the 60s or 70s or something like that. And it was, it was okay, but it actually— Actually, wasn't that great? It had a lot of the reflections were a little bit, let's just say, flaky. Um, <laughs> I didn't really trust them. But we loved it. I loved the whole. Yeah, yeah, right. I know it's the seventies. Wait, what can you do? <laughs> but I loved the practice of it. And so when our kids started coming, we would do it each year. And what would happen is, is I would just, I, I jokingly would say, I'd freestyle the, the reflection. Uh, we'd read the scripture verse, and I would just kind of make up the reflections we went along. And we just did this every year of our marriage, and every as the kids got older. And so, of course, we'd have to develop it. My wife would, would jump in with some ideas, reflections, too. And and so, eventually, people started finding out about this, like some of our friends, and like, hey, we'd love to do that, too. So my wife and I wrote it down in like a Word document, kind of what we were doing, the structure, and we gave it to some of our friends. And then more and more people started hearing about it, and we thought, you know, this is actually something that I think a lot of families could really benefit from. And that's how the book eventually was created, was the idea of, okay, let's give a family a practical way that they can sit down for 5 to 15 minutes every night of Advent and really allow their whole family, no matter what their family situation is, whether it's a single person, married couple without kids, or a family with 10 kids, that they could sit down and they can reflect on uh, Advent and what it means and prepare themselves for Christmas. Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because it, it is one of those things that might sound like a good idea, but I just don't know what to do with that. So this it really takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Yeah. And what's so amazing is we've been talking about how Advent is really less than two weeks away. Yeah. And in two weeks in my life lately are like one day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just moving so fast. So I, I just really encourage our listeners to check their you know, local... Uh, shop uh catholic, catholic bookstore, bookstore or um even online i, I yep. believe you can order it right through um sophia, sophia Inst- institute so it would be really a great great addition to help slow down and just really take in every single day of advent we really tried to make it so that the, the you could do it all in one, like you didn't have to do anything to prepare. You could just buy the, the book, and also we, the Sophia Institute sells the ornaments as well. Oh. And so you could buy the ornaments and the book. All you need is a little tree. You, you can do whatever you want for the tree. You could, a lot of people, what they'll do is it won't be their Christmas tree. They'll set up maybe a, a small artificial tree on their table or something like that. Mm. But, you know, like I said, we used a felt banner with, with hooks on it for a long time. So you can do different things for that. But basically, the ornaments, are, are you can buy them as well. You could make them as well. Sure. If you're a crafty person, I'm not, but if yeah. you are, nope. you know, go ahead and make them. <laughs> but it's, it's all in one, so you don't need anything other than the book and the ornaments to really make it 
a family devotion that involves everybody. And we really tried to make sure this is something families could do together. For example, in the ornaments, obviously, are great for the little ones. They mm-hmm. love, they, in, in our family, what they do is they alternate who gets to do um, put the ornament each day. Sometimes there's some scraps about whose turn it is, but, you know, sure, <laughs> that's <yeah>. family life. <laughs> but that's how they learn, too, you yeah, know? Yeah. That's there's right, a exactly. give and take that's learning right. that's oh, yeah. so necessary. Yeah, all you're telling me is that your children are breathing. That's that's all I got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right, exactly. And then, but then we also, in the reflection, uh, we wrote it so that in the main reflection, there'd be questions throughout, so that, for example, you're reading about Noah, and it would say, what's the sign that God gave for his covenant? Mm-hmm. And they would have just heard in the scripture reading, the rainbow. And so it just allows them to be engaged. Uh, and then we even have in the book a section that includes a dig deeper. And so if you have older kids or if you don't have uh, kids at home, you're adult, you can go a little bit deeper into like the typology mm. of what, what it means, uh, these different um, aspects of salvation history and how they're connected. Uh, I mean, that's, not gonna, that's something that the two-year-old's not gonna, just going to go over his head, but sure. it, that's the whole point is you can kind of, modify it and use the book however you want based upon your family situation. That is cool. I, you know, as as a guy like you that has a family that's got a pretty broad stretch of, of ages in the, the kids, um, that is nice to have the ability to, to be able to kind of connect it with each each age level. So I appreciate that's that. That's right. And, and, and that, was, that was really... In fact, my wife was the primary writer of the, the main reflections because she's very good at that... Uh, oh. the, the, Talking to the kids and understanding the level. We homeschool, so she does this all the time. Sure. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, I, I primarily wrote to dig deeper for the more theological. Okay, let's try to bring out some uh, some deeper things for the teenagers and the adults. Nice. Yeah, that that's just a really cool uh, thing that you just explained there because you know I just try to reiterate that we're all at different places on this journey and how cool is that that uh, you know we can recognize that in our kids too mm-hmm. and, but we can keep Absolutely. moving forward and growing and growing as well um, that's, that's wonderful I'm, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here Eric but are there certain ways that you can think of that, that you found this to be kind of practically fruitful in your family like are there in, individual instances where you're like oh this kid is getting it you know well, the best story I have is uh, one year my son, who's now in college, when he was eight years old, I think he was about eight, maybe eight or nine, something like that. And it was during Advent, and he said, uh, he said, you know, Dad, the Old Testament's like one big Advent. Mm. I was like, yeah, she got it. He mm. understands. I actually hadn't thought about it like that, but he understood that the whole purpose of the Old Testament, I mean, a- after the fall in Genesis 3, the rest of it's just preparation. Mm. Let's just get the world ready because we, we're going to save you people, whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> let's, get, let's get the world ready for it. And so I saw things like that. And I also think another thing that I really found in doing, because I have uh, four of my kids are now out of the house, either in college or graduate from college and, and on their own. And what I found is that through the years of doing it, they learned almost by osmosis the basic structure of the Old Testament. Wow. So, for example, they know instinctively that Abraham comes before David mm-hmm. and things like that. And when you hear the readings at Mass, sometimes they, they can get a little bit disjointed, like you don't quite get the big picture always. Right. And so this way they know immediately, okay, when they hear Moses, they know the general sense. If they, even without having to go and study it, they just learned it because every year... They know, for example, the Abraham uh, ornament comes before the Moses ornament and things like that. And so I feel like that's something that they, they got 
through the many years of doing it. It wasn't like they picked up the first year when they were four or one or whatever. It's like over time, though, it's like we do this every year, and they get that. And so I I feel like that's very helpful because, like I already said, the Old Testament can be intimidating. It's very important for us to understand it, Mm -hmm. uh, but it can be intimidating. And so this gives them that, that basic structure so when they're going through it and they're hearing the readings at mass or something like that, they're like, "Oh, okay, I, I get where this where this fits in." Yeah, I love it, and I think that, like you say, knowing the Old Testament, knowing our history, knowing our story, is really important because that is that that's the source of our identity, right? We know um, how God has pursued us, how He's loved us, and also how He's been faithful in the midst of a lot of really rough times. I mean, that's that's something that's an important aspect too that we want to form our kids in. That's not just all sunshine and roses always when we when we follow Jesus, um, but that God is faithful. He stays true. He he um, he never abandons us, even at times where it is tough. That's right, and that's the one word I personally use when I to describe. If I ask me one word to describe the Old Testament, the word is mercy, mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a constant fight among the people of God, and these are the people of God, remember, these are the chosen ones, these yeah, aren't like yeah. any riffraff, this is the, the chosen people, they're constantly fighting against God saving them. Yeah. It's like God says, okay, we're going to do it this way because this is best for you, and they're like, no, we're not going to do it that way, we're going to do it our way. <laughs> and God's like, okay, well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make your way, I'm going to transform it to make it a better way, and mm. y- y- we're going to continue to do that, I'm going to continue to pour mercy upon you, even though you don't deserve it in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep preparing for the coming of the Savior. I mean, you know, God could have, the, you know, the day after Adam and Eve fell, He could have brought Jesus to the world that moment. Right. right. Technically, you know, why not? But the reason is because He knew we were so far fallen that we needed to be ready so we could accept Him, that we'd understand better what it meant that He's bringing us the Savior. But that preparation, just like, I mean, it's just like parenthood. Parenthood has lots of ups and downs. A lot of times your kids are fighting against you, even though you know what's best for them. They want to grab mm-hmm. that knife when they're five years old anyway and go running around the house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's what the Old Testament really is, is God is our Father. He knows what's best for us, yet we continue to run around the house with the knife, and, and he's like, okay, I gotta, I'm going to keep on, though, doing what I can to help you. And I think that's, that's the beauty of the Old Testament, the whole Jesse Tree devotion in Advent. Yeah, and and we we only have less than a minute here, but just to add to that, what a great way to get this book and not just tie yourself to, you know, the Old Testament and Advent, but also to realize we're preparing for the new Advent as well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the end of time, our own lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important. We're still fighting God. You know, we really are. And and, <laughs> and he, he's the only answer, and we have to just slow down enjoy Advent and just take it all in the whole incarnation yeah yeah I just want to say thanks Eric thanks for putting this together for uh, providing such a terrific resource for us parents and informing our kids um, in in their history yeah I'm happy to have done it and I really hope it helps a lot of people this Advent and every Advent yeah well God bless you again that's the the Jesse Tree and Advent devotion by Eric and Suzanne Sammons thanks so much Eric God bless you and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again sometime down the road that's great. God bless you guys. Yeah. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. We have to take a quick break, but on the other side of this break, we are going to talk about the midterm elections with Christopher Dodson from North Dakota Catholic Conference. So stay with us uh, for some important conversation right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 